welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. And the mother of all Boba Fett episodes <laughs> got released. And we're going to go directly to the man that just wants to let you know, if you try to run up on him like Eddie Kane with five heartbeats, no one will remember your name. Big Mike, how'd you feel about this episode of Boba Fett? Uh, man, I said last week I was 50-50 on it. I didn't know if it might take a step back. I had expectations, but I didn't want to expect too much. God damn, did this thing deliver? <laughs> like, <laughs> I got one bad thing to say, like I said, it's still the fact that the best episodes don't have Boba Fett in them. He wasn't in it at all last week, and he's only in one scene this week. Yeah. And these two episodes have been phenomenal. And this one today, it just got better. It's sad that I'm watching this one episode and I'm just steadily going how much better this is than that trilogy. Feel like a Star Wars film. Should be. Jedi's get a revival in this episode. Oh, yes, they do. Just like from the writing to the acting, just all the visual effects, they give you stuff that fans have wanted to see for years. Again, like it doesn't really have anything to do with Boba Fett at all. I mean, honestly, don't really have much to do with the story. Last week, I do feel like this is Favreau and Filoni's version of doing the MCU to where they're intertwining everything and building a universe. And I think just because of that alone is what also makes this so great. Last week, the Mandalorian and then him say, I need to go see somebody first, which you easily could have gone there, but not really. Just kind of left that like a tease thing and brought that up with Mandalorian season three or done something later on. But then to turn around and give us him going to see Luke Skywalker, seeing that Grogu's with him training. You get R2-D2 for the fan service of it all, which I mean, which makes sense because he's always with Luke. But to see the droids building Luke's academy, which I thought was <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> I was like, seriously. like Luke using it, slave labor. <laughs> like they're literally giving you all these little tidbits. And then the interaction with Luke and Grogu. The special effects on Luke this time are much better than the Yeah. Movie. Way better. So there were like better. maybe one or two instances pretty much when Ashoka showed up. Yeah, I know her coloring of her skin is pretty deep, so it just looked weird next to Luke and there were like maybe one or two profile ones. But like when he showed up, it was like somebody was like, Yes, we fixed it. We did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. even the other day, listen to everyone's complaints from the end of the season to the Mandalorian. It was like, all right, we need to fix this going forward. Because um, Luke's neck didn't even move. It was just like his head and his face were moving, but his neck didn't do anything. And his shoulders uh-huh. didn't do anything. Go ahead, Mike. So, I mean, all that was well done. And like you said, Ahsoka shows up. Damn, they even got Ahsoka in here. I mean, look, the episode started with Cobb Vance, and I was already hyped. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, we're bringing him into the fold, too. I'm cool with that. But then they get Luke, get Grogu, and then get Ahsoka, and then go through that whole thing that she's... You can go over there and give him the gift if you want, but realize what you're doing. He either may choose you and forget this whole path, or it may be the other way around. Then John keeps referring to him as a foundling, and she's like, he may be Padawan now. Like, it's all these little tidbits of decisions, choices, consequences, all these little things. Luke was like, I want you to be my first student. Yeah, like they're weaving in to bring up Yoda's lightsaber. Just all these little subtle little things. And then for the Dinjarin going back, meeting up with Boba Fett, then planning out everything with the Pikes. And then he says he knows a group he can go get. He goes talk to Kyle Vance. And then I see this figure walking through the desert. And I'm sitting there looking. And I'm like, all right, that looks like a hat. Yep. And in my mind, I'm sitting there going, I know it's not who I think it is. <laughs> and then to see 
<laughs> this dude walk up. The re- the videos I said were literally my reaction. I was down here screaming, yo, yo, yo. Did they really just do this? And I told people a couple weeks ago, I had thought to myself, they've never done Cad Bane live action. It would be cool if they ever did that. But didn't really think that there's somewhere they would ever go. And then they have them on here. It looks good. And it fucking delivers. Like, this is Boba Fett's show, but damn, I'm sad because I feel like, dude, you have nothing to do with this now. I was calling the show The Mandalorian. I wouldn't even call it a Boba Fett anymore. And the thing is, I could see somehow this Boba show just turning into it just being called The Mandalorian and them alternating between Boba Fett and Din Djarin because that seems to be the most likely solution to this. Episode to me was a phenomenal. Like I said, the fact just off the strength alone of the Luke and Grogu interaction, but then on top of that, you had Cad Bane and Silver, and then just put the icing on the cake with Cad Bane. I'm just like, I think I said last week, I said 50 50 on episode six, but I expect the season finale next week to be phenomenal. I expect seven to be off the hook. Like that episode, I, I mean, Luke might show up in a starfight. <laughs> okay, that, that seven episode is going to be. Absolute 10 fantastic. I don't see how you can literally drop the ball on this. And like he said earlier, why even doubt Favreau Filoni at this point? Like, I didn't even realize Filoni directed this. When his name popped up, I was like, damn, this dude directs too? I thought he just wrote. Ahsoka Tano episode of The Mandalorian last season. They're just really well-oiled machine right now. They're the Feige of the Star Wars universe. And I told Beep, it just constantly reminds me of just how much Kathleen Kennedy's job was a failure. This is so phenomenally above and beyond better than that damn trilogy. Yes. And it's just sad. I'm watching a TV show and I'm sitting here like, this feels like Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. It feels like all of the first things. Like, it feels like why people fell in love with Star Wars. And it's amazing. And you could have done this a long time ago, right? Same thing I said about Logan when you know, all these other shit Wolverine movies, you really could have done this from day one. And just let him be the character he's supposed to be. This is what Star Wars is supposed to be. But it gives you... A big smile on your face to know that, yo, if these two dudes who we know have talked to George Lucas and run things by him and are seem to now be guiding the ship are doing everything moving forward, then you need to be happy because that means Star Wars is going to be what the hell it should be. Beep said it, and I think he's absolutely right. This gives you a whole lot of hope for Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I got a feeling Ahsoka series to be. I mean, look, if we got Cad Bane, you know. Animal Thrawn's gonna look like he's supposed to look, and it's gonna be what it's supposed yes. to be. Yes. Yeah, he won't look like yes. that dude from yeah, Grandma Tarkin. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully he won't look like that. Because again, Disney has had time to perfect the deep fake. That one was okay, but you can still see the uncanny valley of that. So hopefully they know. Start bringing people back. Bring Leia back. I, yeah, I got thoughts on that too. I mean, Carrie so, Fisher's daughter can probably do the voice. That's all I really got to say, man. Just. If anybody's listening to this, and sorry we spoiled who all's in the episode, but honestly, it don't even matter. If you see it, you should still be amazed by it. Go watch that shit. And I'm anxious to hear what Keith has to say, what you got to say, Barry. Each week now, it's getting better and better. And I expect next week to just be, yeah, <laughs> I expect it to be amazing. Woke up this morning, and I should have done what I did with The Mandalorian, and that is watch that shit. Saw a little note from Mike saying it was out. I'm like, oh, wait, let me go ahead and watch this. And give it a look, see, because the wife's not watching the show. She didn't like it. So I'm like, all right, let me go and watch it. She's on the call right beside me, biting my knuckles. Instead, I'm typing up <laughs> in chat my reaction to this. What the hell? They kicked off with 
Timothy Oliphant's character. Right then and there, I'm like, oh, here we go. I see where they're going with this. It's the Space Western. Exactly. Getting together a posse, all the best. They're going to all come together and work for Boba Fett, and I'm down with that. The way his character was handled, the way he did that whole spaghetti Western motif was pitch perfect. They're on set. They're not actually on location, are they? I think it still might be that 3D panorama projection. They've perfected that shit. They're not on location anywhere. Damn good lighting. But it starts off with Timothy Oliphant. It then moves on. You've established the villains. Skywalker and Grogu. And I'm just like, God, this is phenomenal. The, they did absolute justice to Luke Skywalker this time with the images and with the CG effect. That was perfect. I got thoughts on that. I honestly think that they can recast those roles. I don't think they're disrespecting anybody's memory. I don't think they're disrespecting Mark Hamill. We still love the guy, but at this point, I think we can go ahead and move beyond the... Um, do the Professor uh, X, basically. Yeah. Just move on. I mean, we, they recast Alondo Carvosian. They've already recast Han Solo. Just just keep it up. Recast the original. Well, I mean, aside from Lando Carvosian, like the Han Solo did not work out too well. That probably scared them from wanting to do that again. And I guess there's still supposed to be a Lando show at some point. I think they need to recast those roles again because it's only so much you can do with that till you get to a point because like in this episode the one thing throwing me was his voice because obviously they modulated a bit mark hamill's voice isn't that young anymore the lips again goes into that uncanny valley where things are being said but the lips aren't naturally making movements Mm -hmm. go ahead other than that gripe i mean i gotta say that the pacing was phenomenal just like last episode in this one they gave more lore tidbits settled some things than those sequel trilogies ever did. The sequel trilogy muddied everything, threw it all up in the air, and made it a hot mess. This episode solidified the one thing like Grogu, the choice towards the end you go this route or you go this route. You can't be both because folks were walking around going, Oh, he could be a bounty hunter, he could be a Mandalorian Jedi again. It's like wild speculations being thrown out there and everything. And again, they kind of settled into George Lucas's you're telling that story about good and evil. You're telling a story about heroes and villains, the path you take, and there's no melding and blending on kind of gray areas, so to speak, in terms of that. You've got your heroes, you've got your villains, you've got your protagonists and your antagonists. That's it. Keep it simple and move the story along. Like, you didn't get any ridiculousness with some of these, like, wild speculation rumors I was hearing about. They gave him that choice. You had Luke acting like a Jedi. He's not throwing the lightsaber into the the pond with the frogs. Not at all. Not at all. He's training him teaching him i would say it was only like 15 to 20 minutes of screen time i'm remembering the last jedi and he was in that thing for like 30 minutes and he did more in this little bit with a cgi character they did in that whole last jedi movie like filoni and favreau they understand star wars they get it they fully understand it i'm glad to see boba fett and the rest of his crew putting things together pleased with it like him showing up even for that little brief one scene is enough for me to not like completely to downgrade it for his not being in it I'm just loving the way it's all just coming together. Asaka Tano's character, it's all coming together. I like the idea of all the characters interacting in each other's like TV series. Some tidbits from Luan Kenobi coming in. I'm expecting some character overlaps in Asaka Tano's. Yeah, it's kind of like Nick show. Fury showing up in like all these. Marvel I'm movies. fine with it. I'm I'm absolutely fine with it. Like, like the, so, uh, Luke keep, might show up in a show Katano. 
perfectly fine with that. You know, I'm perfectly fine with that. They stayed true to Ahsoka Tano's character, and they didn't try to do anything stupid, bring her on, and have Luke defer to her as a Jedi Master or anything like that. I'm out of this. You do you. You do the Jedi, you're going to do a great job. I'm, I've got my own things to do. Being mysterious and travels off into the sunset, it's all flowing very well. And the one thing, my last point I want to make is, in watching this episode, you see that there's a legit plan for all these series coming together. At least a semblance of plan. Anything that Favreau and Filoni are going to be involved in, in terms of Star Wars TV shows on Disney+, Plus, there's an end game towards that. Building towards a nice full story behind that. I'm looking forward to seeing where next week is going to bring and what the next series that they bring out as well. I think the next one is Obi-Wan. I don't know how much of that Favreau and his team are going to be involved in that. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to next week. I know that during that last episode of The Mandalorian, so I'm talking about last season of Uh Mandalorian, there were a lot of reports about how Kathleen Kennedy was upset, mainly because Luke Skywalker showed up and it destroyed her vision of Star Wars, the skew that she wanted to put towards Star Wars. Is that for real? That there was a lot of tension going back and forth between Filoni, Favreau, and Kathleen Kennedy, that Kathleen Kennedy was kind of, I wouldn't say being phased out, but her input, particularly on the TV side, wasn't being respected. Go ahead, Mike. As far as I know, that's true. And apparently it got pretty ugly for a while there. Like, there were really some bad arguments. And I believe at one point they said that her and Favreau couldn't even be in the same room together, that it just got to that point. Like Barry said, pretty much goes back to why I don't understand why her contract got renewed other than <laughs> I feel like she either got a hell of a lot of dirt on everybody in that building or it's just the whole, they said that she has a lot of connections around Hollywood, got a whole little crew that basically back her no matter what. And there's emails that are going around different things. Kind of like if she gets the boot, they're going to run to the press with the story. She pretty much got fired because she's a woman. That whole thing. Yeah, so, but you got fired because you're incompetent. That. that has nothing to do about your gender. As Keith was saying, that there seems to be a vision, which does not appear that that was happening in the movie. All those movies, maybe except for Rogue One, all those Star Wars movies from 2015 on, all misguided in some form or fashion. Even Rogue Mm -hmm. One is misguided, particularly with The Mandalorian. It brought Star Wars back to where it needed to be. It brought Star Wars back to it being about the world and not particularly the chosen one character. It mm-hmm. could be easy for someone to write Din Djarin as the chosen character. I know Keith had some issues about how Boba Fett's being portrayed. He could have been infallible. Even with Grogu. Grogu got more training than Rey had yes. in three movies. So even with that third movie... Ray got trained by Leia for like a hot moment. That didn't even make sense. <laughs> even though sense. Leia technically wasn't a Jedi, she was force sensitive, had ways with the force, but not necessarily she can fly in space and be unconscious. <laughs> yeah. That made no sense. No. But like, she didn't have any lightsaber looks, training. Didn't Leia at some point actually train and she had a lightsaber when she was doing Jedi? flashback scene yeah they're trying to answer the question that how's ray doing what she's doing without training and they were like oh Leia trained her how the heck did Leia do anything oh luke trained her yeah that's all i was gonna say if they had done it properly and showed flashbacks of where luke trained Leia, 
and Leia was actually a Jedi now, then that would have made sense. But again, you drop the ball on a little slit just like that. And again, you get Grogu, him learning and learning to use his powers. Luke is telling him, hone your skills, focus. He's playing with the frogs. And it's like, all right, I just need you to focus, try to lift yourself up, jump in the air. He's trying and failing at the same time. Exactly. That is more than what happened to Ray in three movies. I mean, Ray's sitting there lifting up boulders for no apparent reason other than we had to retcon you being Palpatine's granddaughter. So that somehow that bypasses all this stuff when it was just like, well, that wasn't the plan. The plan had to be changed again because, as Key put it, ruined Johnson. <laughs> Destroyed everything with the second movie. And that second movie, I don't necessarily blame it on him. Second movie but, had but again, more story structure than But the again, first it, it goes back my comment. All those movies just were flawed. It started off with a flawed premise. Again, the flawed premise was they didn't listen to George Lucas. George Lucas had pretty much his plan for Star Wars. He's talking about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was written, hey, I, I gave you the blueprint. Here's the blueprint for like whatever season seven, season eight, and you screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, just because Kathleen Kennedy somehow some way has some relationship with Spielberg and George Lucas this had to be the path and again you had the person the OG the architect of the Star Wars universe say like hey just please continue on with this all you do is try to maximize profits and run into the ground which is what Disney did when they got Star Wars they needed content for Disney plus mm-hmm then all these movies, again, there's supposed to be a Star Wars movie every year for the foreseeable future, well, at least up until 2025. You know, again, it was supposed to be a Yoda movie. Obi-Wan was supposed to be a movie. And then there was supposed to be the Ryan Johnson trilogy, Game of Thrones people trilogy. Canceled. So bringing this back to the Mandalorian or the Bobalorian, whatever you want to call this right now, fills in a lot of blanks about Star Wars. So I know kind of with the second trilogy, the prequel trilogy, people wanted to know, well, how did Darth Vader become Darth Vader? This is kind of like that. That, alright, well, I'm getting something. I'm getting something good enough. Kind of quell, well, what happened after Return of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi, yeah. Again, with Return of the Jedi, all you get is like, at the end of the movie, they, it's like, hey, we did it! And then, all of a sudden, it's just Rey. I mean, I guess Leia might show up next episode. You never know. Anything is possible right now. Some credit needs to be given to some of those animated shows because they were trying certain things. Seeing this on screen that this episode was about Luke in particular, I'm like, did they fix the CG? I'm like, yes, they did. Yep. They gave enough care to it that I guess, I think Mike had mentioned last season, they just didn't have enough time to finish it. They didn't have enough passes to <laughs> make sure that it didn't look like garbage. <laughs> Everything that this is setting up, whether it be Tim Lee Olvent, I guess he might be coming back with the whole squad, the whole town, Boba Fett, Din Djarin. Din Djarin technically has now lost his attachment, at least temporarily, until you, you might get Luke feeling guilty about not letting Din Djarin see Grogu, and he comes back to help. You never know. Anything is possible at this point. Anything is possible. So I'm just going to end right there. Any other comments? We said this before with the first season of Mandalorian. Kennedy and the rest of those guys, fuck you, Abrams, didn't know what the fuck they were doing. J.J. Abrams has ruined 
two franchises that start with Star. <laughs> he ruined Star Trek and then bounce uh-huh. to go to Star Wars. Screw His this dream up. job. The absolute dream job. The original Star Wars was the movie that got him into filmmaking. Just spoke of his love of Star Wars. It turns out just like the cool looking parts of Star Wars. Basically, the Flash. And the Empire itself. Strikes Back was not a huge fan of the Return of the Jedi. Didn't like the prequels that much. Didn't touch or read or look at any of the expanded universe. Like yeah, and that the- was Disney basically saying we don't want to pay the authors of some of these expanded universe books because we know better than everybody else because we have Star Wars. Billion dollar franchise. The most famous movie franchise in movie history other than like Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, uh-huh. Citizen Kane. <laughs> it actually gets worse than that. So Lucas did something interesting as he owns the merchandising and everything else related to Star Wars. And the authors all came out of the woodwork and said they wanted to write a Star Wars book. They basically signed their characters away. Timothy Zahn, who created Thrawn, you would think he was making like millions of dollars, but he's not. He got like a, a, a licensing fee and that was it. You create a character in Star Wars, he owns it. Especially if he gets put into a movie. I think he might get something, but I don't think it's like millions of dollars and stuff like that. Royalty check isn't that much. So they own all of it. Everything that was in those books, they literally had a perfect blueprint for how to continue Star Wars and still keep it just like the original trilogy. And they opted for a complete retelling of it and then a half-assed retelling of it at that. This right here just proves that they fully understand the property that they're working with. They fully understand it. They respect the source material. I mean, again, with that last trilogy, the 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 sequel trilogy. (laughs) Yeah, the sequels. Just when you have actors that you figure that once you get a role in Star Wars, great for your career. Like, you can only Mm -hmm. go up. But then you have actors complaining about their roles. Whatever happened with Ryan Johnson... Uh, I guess wasn't he supposed to direct the third movie? Because I know like Colin no, Trevorrow was, was Josh Trank, to... I think it was either him or Colin Trevorrow. No, Colin Trevorrow was supposed to do it. They uh, said no to that. What did Trevorrow work on before? Trevorrow did Jurassic Park. Yeah, he was yeah. supposed to do that one, and Disney said, "Get what's his name to fix everything." And all they were looking at was the fact that Abrams had made the highest grossing Star Wars movie. He was like, everyone loved that movie, so get him back to direct this. Abram comes in there and he just makes a complete shit stain of it. You already know who I blame. <laughs> I don't even get on Abrams and them. I just solely point the finger at Kathleen Kennedy because she's the one that came out the press conference that time and told everybody she was going to make this great trilogy and Star Wars is going to be what it's supposed to be and she gave her word to George Lucas and got everybody amped up and then just put out a complete shit show and essentially blame the rest of the world on her failure. So I, was, oh, I can't ever get past that. I mean, JJ, of course, takes blame too. And of course, Ryan Johnson for basically what he did with The Last Jedi. But it's sad that it looks like you had the right people in house the entire time and you could have done things the right way to begin with. And you just opted to do what you did. Uh-huh. There's no excuse for it. If we did that, we'd get shit canned run through the mud, probably never work in Hollywood again, and people would never forgive us. And it seems like they can do this, and people try to look past it or say, oh, no, it wasn't that bad. Anytime your own actors come out and essentially say, this is some bullshit, (laughs) that should tell you what it is. It's just, it's terrible, man. It really don't make any sense. I'm just happy that it seems like we're finally, everything's starting to go the way it should go. 
And it's not because you have characters that people loved and admired or you have new characters from Clone Wars who have been established and all that. That's part of it, but you could have done this with new characters too. This is the equivalent, the Fantastic Four X-Men and the Avengers doing a team up. (laughs) Yeah. It feels very MCU-like, but at the same time, it's just... I guess one could make the case Star Wars was the original MCU, right? The amount of stuff that's in Star Wars lore in that universe, and I'm not talking books, we're talking like literally on film. You could argue that had they done this before or from the get-go, that's the MCU before the MCU. But I do feel like now that Feige executed what he did, Disney's looking at their products and going, okay, yeah, we could have done this with Star Wars a long time ago. And I think Favreau and Filoni sat down and told him, hey, this is what we've been trying to tell you all for years. Let us do what we need to do. Hopefully now people are getting the hint. They're sitting back and they're shutting up. And they're letting them do what they want to do. And honestly, I don't even know if you ever need a movie again, for real, because the show's working. Yeah, well, I mean, they give you more content than whatever these three-hour movies. Yeah, and Beep was saying that he read an article where a guy was saying the reason why the show's work versus the film is you have character development and all these different things. He said that's difficult to flush out in a two-hour, even a two-and-a-half-hour movie, whereas a six- or seven-episode show that's 30 to 49 minutes you can do all that and it works. And I say, yeah, that's a good point. Because like he said, Obi-Wan was supposed to be a movie and now it's a show. And I want to say Ewan was the one that came out like a week ago and said, the show's going to be big. He's mm-hmm. seen little bits and pieces already. He's like, this shit's going to be big. Yeah, because I know Hayden's back. So he's mm-hmm. not just back for Ahsoka. He's back for Obi-Wan. Like the whole bunch. And I'm just sitting there going, man, they can do a whole lot with this. And <laughs> I've even heard rumblings of this week, Disney's talking about doing a Darth Maul series now. And there was one rumor at one point today I talked to Adam Driver about possibly doing some Ben Solo stuff. Um, no, nah, I ain't gonna work. No, nah, I, I don't want anything from that third trilogy to ever show up. Except for Oscar Isaac. I think it's more so Ben Solo training with Luke and that whole kind of thing. I don't yeah. want any of that. Just reimagine everything that happened. So you were talking about that as a Bass Force dream. Bad Force vision? Yeah. If he shows work. up like, in a Bad Force is... vision, I'm about that. If he shows up, just like, hey, I'm Adam Driver. Like, no, no, I just saw you in Gucci Mane. And- <laughs> I mean, the problem is, is that in the end, if Adam Driver pops up, that kind of shit pops up, you know that it's all going to go tits up. They'll all die. Even that, him dying was stupid. The end of that movie is The Matrix. No, do you remember the series that were going around? Skylar Ren, it was like, oh, he's deep cover. Han Solo wanted to die because he and his son are undercover. No, shit. no. It- it was all kinds no, of like, it, stupid it, What happened was J.J. Abrams That's got a hold of a pen and a keyboard and said, we're going to do this, everybody. <laughs> said, this is what we're going to do. And then they asked why. And he was like, we'll find out on the next episode. Mystery box. Didn't even know who Ray was supposed to be, why she was supposed to be it. Until, until they got pinned against the wall. I was like, well, how about we make her... Palpatine's granddaughter. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. All right. So, we're just going for goal scores. Uh, I'll give you my goddamn score. Yeah, obviously, this is 9 out of 10. Quick scores, everybody. Just go ahead. 10. Mike. Next. 
I'm be honest. I'm still being generous right now with a sad. I got a nine point five. Last week was nine. I got this nine five. It's growing. <laughs> yeah, I got this at ten. It started off at eight five at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, and I'm only saying that because, like I said, I have expectations for next week that. <laughs> like, sending, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm be sending telling y'all like, what the fuck did I just see? So I think next week is absolute ten. I'm going nine and a half this week. All right, so <laughs> if I don't get ten, they're gonna be disappointed. I'm going to, again, forego giving the score. I woke up at 7.30 and watched this, and I'm like, I can't even tell these guys until they see it. <laughs> Mike, have you seen it? He's like, I'm about to watch it right now. Next thing you know, yeah, Mike so is like, oh, my God. Beat, you and B both sent me text messages and said, did you watch it yet? And I'm like, damn, they already watched it. And I said, both of them text me? I said, this is good. <laughs> it's like, I got to get through this meeting real quick. I'm going to forego giving the score, but. Even if it was the Mandalorian, I still think it in the context of Boba Fett, the Boba Lorian. If this was just the Mandalorian solely, there was no Boba Fett. This was season three of the Mandalorian. Ten all day. <laughs> but in the context of Boba Fett, and knowing that you might not get a Mandalorian show until next year, late next year, probably, I'm a little disappointed. So that's it. All right, I'm just going to close it out. Beast Game Podcast. <laughs>